0: Greetings, Grave Robbers, and welcome back to the Television Graveyard. I am your TV necromancer, TV's Noah Hulahan. This will be a podcast about the history, the hype, and the aftermath of television shows that ran only one season. Or only one episode. Or only one live show. This evening... I am alone in the television graveyard, because evidently, fear is not a factor for me. Welcome back to a very special episode of... Stay Doomed. It's special for quite a few reasons. One, you may notice that I am all alone. Uh, things are a bit hectic over here in Stay Doomed HQ, to the point that Laura and I could not find time to record an episode together this week. It's uh, It's been a bit. It's been, it's been a bit of a week. So we are going to be doing a very special episode uh, where I will be doing this one solo. Uh, also, We are mixing it up a bit. We are breaking up Freaks and Geeks. So, also, Laura should be here for Freaks and Geeks. But to break up the repeated Freaks and Geeks episode, we want to do something else. And this, you may notice, is not actually a television show. This is Fear Factor Live, a show that ran in Universal Studios, Florida, not hosted by Joe Rogan, where... Guests of the park, or attendees of the park, could participate in Fear Factor-like stunts. Now, we are calling this a Stay Doomed in that, one, it's no longer open. You cannot go see Fear Factor Live anymore. It's a a shame. Uh, I was a big fan of it, in that I was there to talk about it. As a matter of fact, I participated in it. So this will be not only a review of the show from a viewing perspective, but also a participant's perspective. Because yes, I competed on Fear Factor Live. So without any further ado, let's pour one out. So I've made a gross drink. That's just what I called it. Uh, The Usual thing that they had during the show was sour milk. I don't have any sour milk, so I went with some almond milk. And then I threw in a little bit of peanut butter whiskey, as well as just a dash of liquor 43. I guess I didn't really make it that gross. Uh, Then I added... Uh, just a little bit of sour mix to make it sour milk, and then I added some gummy worms and blended it in a blender, which did not do good things to the blender. But Laura's not here, and we don't need to tell her about that. That can just be between us, as as fans of the show and host of the show that the blender is fine and we should not inform Laura of it otherwise until I get my Amazon package. In any case, it tastes fine. <laughs> it's it's a, a drink with chunks in it. And that is my, my gross fear factor cocktail. So let's jump right into this. Uh, so this will be partially a review of the show and also a review of my experience with it. So... Since I'm the one talking, it's probably going to be mostly my experience with it. Fear Factor Live was a show that started running, I believe, in 2005 over in Universal Studios. And basically what happened was I was walking by and I was like, you know what? I'd like to do this. And I talked to a guy that was standing outside. He's like, yes, if you'd like to be a part of it, there are three different ways to enter. You can either do stunts. You can either do food or you can do animals and I remember distinctly him saying the animal ones is easy you just get to pet some of our critters actually they get to pet you and I had a laugh about it but then I heard him do that joke three or four more times I was like oh the magic is gone so what they make you do to be part of Fear Factor Live is they kind of give you a time when auditions, air quotes, will be happening. And they will choose six competitors to take part in Fear Factor Live's stunt show. They will choose one person to do animals, and they will do two people to do food. So I returned at the correct time, and there were... Seven of us. So I was like, okay, I just need to be slightly better than one person. I can do this. And they basically make you do a game of Simon Says. They do this to, one, see if you are a performer. Because you do it for the people in line. So they, like, see you and they embarrass you. They made me dance ballet. Uh, I remember distinctly they said, Simon Says Dance Ballet, and I started doing ballet, and they said, family and friends, this is a great time to start recording, and I yelled, he didn't say Simon Says, don't do that, which, quality joke from TV's Noah Houlihan over here, so... We had to do jumping jacks and things like that and bend over and touch our toes because this was actually their way of testing that we were physically able to do the show, which I thought was a sneaky way to kind of get it in there. And then uh, after that was done, the the people who were not eliminated, uh, which was all seven of us, were sequestered to the back to take part in Fear Factor Live. Now, what ended up happening was there were seven of us and one person mentioned wanting to do food. And I kind of leaned on them like, well, you should do food because that way we can all be in the show. And I, I successfully convinced her to do it. So we all got to do the show. They then make us go through a series of questions and like the waiver. So we can't sue if you know there's anything wrong with us. And they sat me down, they're like, Do you have a heart condition? No. Do you have any back problems? No. Do you have, have you had a history of concussions or seizures? No. Are you physically able to participate? Yes. Have you had anything to drink today? No. I haven't been to Duffland today. (laughs) Why would you ask that? So I passed, and I got to take part in the show. Uh, What they make you do is you have to wear their uniform, which is spandex pants, a polyester spandex shirt, and paper underwear that they they really stressed that this was going to be the hardest part of the show. Then <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you're uncomfortable wearing spandex, you're going to be in front of people in spandex. Oh, boy. I was like, oh, okay, all right, I got the joke. Uh, and then they said, "If you, you must not wear any of your own clothes. Uh, I, I wore my own shoes, if I remember correctly. And the big joke was, this is your paper underwear. If you're wondering what ends the front and which ends is the back, so am I. <laughs> and we were, once we were geared up, they went through the whole show on, on what we were going to do. I'm going to break it down by event for you. The first event is the dead hang. They took you a couple stories up into the air, and you had to hold on to basically a pull up bar and hang. And the four people who could hang the longest would move on. And the uh, person who hangs on the longest will get an advantage in the next round. Uh, They really stressed that you could not do pull-ups on the bar. (laughs) There were, like, no pull-ups up there. It's like, oh, all right. (laughs) Uh, Which... I will say my strategy was to kind of pull up and kind of put my chest on the bar. So they they caught me. They did, in fact, catch me. So while we're doing this, uh, one of the contestants actually ends up being unable to perform. So it's actually just the five of us. So I now go into reality show mode where I'm like, okay, I can either A, try to go for the longest and get an advantage, Or B, as soon as one person drops, drop off. And thus, I will maintain or regain as much strength as possible for upcoming rounds. So, you know, you know me. I'm strategizing. Before we go out there, uh, everyone has to record a message to kind of introduce yourself. It's that, you know, fear factor walking up. While there's like a voiceover moment in the show So I get to do my own And I am very excited To get to cut a wrestling promo And they said you can say whatever you want Just don't swear And don't say you're going to beat anybody And I was like ah, That's what I was going to say It's like no 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 it's the, it's the word beat that's wrong Because we had a guy come in here and say All he wants to do is beat his wife and I was like oh okay I could see why that's, that's wrong So I'm listening to the other people, and they're like, Hi, I'm from Georgia. My name's Samantha. I'm really scared, but I'm excited to do this. And I was like, okay. Reality show Noah's coming out. Here we go. They pull me in this room, and I'm like, you ready? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And I cut the following promo. Hello, my name is Noah. I'm from... New Jersey, and I'm here for one reason. I don't want any of these other people to win. I've talked to these people, they're all garbage, they don't deserve any happiness, so I'm here to crush their dreams. (laughs) So, (laughs) I make the guy laugh, which made me feel good because this is his job, he does this every day and I got a giggle, so took that as a victory. Uh, I also then come out and I gather all of my contestants and I'm like, hey, I'm just going to be honest with you. As soon as we go out there, I'm going to turn into a bad guy wrestler. Know that I love you guys, but this is just what happens when I'm in front of a crowd. (laughs) So... We're waiting for the show to start, and we're at the bottom of the steps because we're going to go up to this hangy thing. And the host is there, who he's more of a Kurt Fogg than he is a, a Joe Rogan. I'm Bob Buchanan, and this is Fear Factor. The stunts you are about to see were designed and supervised by trained professionals. They are extremely dangerous and should never be attempted by anyone, anywhere, anytime. They're I go, hey, is it okay to talk trash while we're playing? And he was like, what? I was like, I just want to talk some trash while I'm hanging. Is that cool? And he's like, I mean, do what you got to do, but that's kind of my job. And I kind of took that as like, I really don't want you to do that. And I was like, okay, I don't want to step on this guy's toes. Like, you know, it's his show. He's the host. Uh, And I was like, okay, okay, whatever. Uh, Then he talks to crew. And I'm like, suspicious. We walk up these steps. I think we're four stories up. I think that makes, like, based on how many steps I went up. I believe I was four stories up. And they bring me onto this, like... Bridge, which is just like this ledge that kind of goes out, and they hook this thing on my back, and they're like, Okay, walk out there. And the one thing about Fear Factor you never really think about when you're watching Fear Factor is, Oh, yeah, the Fear Factor. And the moment I walked out, I felt my knees like start to tremble because, like, there's no guardrails because you're just standing on a ledge. And I looked up at this bar and I was like, okay, this is going to (laughs) happen. So I'm totally freaking out. And I noticed since there's only five of us, it goes me, then no one, then the other four competitors. Almost as if they were afraid I was going to talk trash. So they removed me from the rest of the competitors. I was all grumpy. And as I'm walking out, of course, they play my promo. Now, Lara at this time is separated from me. She went out and she got ice cream. And then she got to sit in the friends and family section of Fear Factor Live. If you know if your friend or your family member is in the show, you get to sit here. And she had befriended all of the people who were friends and family. So she was talking to these people and mentioned that we had actually just been married. So as I come out, I cut this scathing promo <laughs> On all the people that are playing And she's got to sit there with the friends and family of them As they all look at her And go, oh, she's married to this terrible person And she had to be like, it's okay He turns into a bad guy wrestler whenever cameras are on him He's actually a really good person So apologies to Lara For that moment of her existence So, since I was actually the first person out there I'm getting like really sweaty and the whole outfit is like polyester spandex. So the only places you can rub the sweat off your hands are your elbow pads and your knee pads. And I figured that out immediately and I was actually rubbing my hands on my elbow pads backstage and the girl in charge of like safety and stuff went, ah, you already figured it out. You can only dry your hands on your pads. We usually tell people it's knee pads only. So we have a bunch of people up in the air bending over and rubbing their knee pads. But your elbow pads work as well. And I was like, ah, I've already given away secrets. So I keep rubbing it and like I keep my hands on the bar. And like I'm the only one standing like that because I'm freaking out. And the bar is not horizontal. It's Kind of like, like, the handles of uh, of a bicycle, in that they come down at like forty-five degree angles, so you can't hold on as long. So I'm trying to grab as close to the top as possible because there's like a little area that's horizontal, and then it slides down. So I'm holding on to that area and I'm making sure I have a really good grip, and then. When it's time to go, the floor drops out and you're just hanging there. Uh, now, they explained to us that the only way down is to fall. The world record was, world record, I guess, the, the park record, uh, it was actually held by an older woman who was so terrified she refused to let go and she hung up there for over four minutes. So I'm holding on and the way that you're oriented is you kind of see over the crowd and you just see Optimus Prime pointing at you like he believes in you. And I'm hanging there for a while. And, oh, I should mention this. The moment the floor drops, my hand slid all the way to the end of the, the bar. So that good positioning I had was immediately gone. So I'm just hanging there. And my brain goes, no matter what happens, when you fall, scream. Because that is entertaining. (laughs) So, I'm hanging there and I hear the host go, oh, wait a minute. There's just one more thing. We're going to turn on a wind machine. So this wind machine turns on, and I, like, grit my teeth and smile into it because I'm a showman. And my first thought is, wow, we must have been hanging for a while for them to up the ante here to kind of speed things up. Uh, So, one, in all honesty, they did not tell us about the wind machine. That was a brand new thing that they introduced. Uh, And two, I had been up there for a total of five seconds before this had happened But just like <laughs> The stress of being up there I figured it had been a while It had not been uh, Someone falls off Almost immediately When the win comes on I'm like, okay, I'm officially in the second round I should Like, it happened early I have, I have strength left I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna go for the win And Uh, I look over, and the people that fall are also the ones closest to me. So if I wanted to talk trash, I had to scream. And I'm like, let's not scream. Let's not do that. Let's just focus. Let's focus only on screaming when we're falling. Uh, We get down to the final two, and I do an amazing fall where, like, I lose one hand first and then slip off, and then I just scream. And I was so focused on screaming I don't really even remember the sensation of falling. (laughs) Because I was so focused on that. And I land, and I I pretend to be grumpy because I lost. And uh, the guy who won now gets to choose his partner for the next round. And since I proved myself so much, uh, I... (laughs) And chosen to be his partner So it's the guy who came in first place And me Versus the people who came in third and fourth Who are this guy and this girl Uh, I unfortunately don't remember Anybody's names As we go backstage I kind of grab everybody I was like, this is really fun, I love you guys Because I was mean (laughs) And as we go by I see all the critters So what's happening while we're getting ready for the next event is the critter section. They would take someone and basically put their head in this clear box, this clear like fear factor box. And then they would release something on top of it. Uh, I believe there was a wheel to be spun. Uh, It would be spiders, spiders. Uh, I saw a snake backstage. They had roaches. Uh, scorpions. There was Scorpions were an option. Uh, and they basically put goggles on you so that your eyes were okay. But they, these things actually crawled along your face. There was no one to do this stunt. So this stunt did not occur at my show. So they just kind of did crowd work for a while. To kind of fill time (laughs) until we were ready to come out and do the second stunt. The second stunt is the eel tank relay. So me and my partner were explained what was going to go down. One partner would be suspended in the air. And the other would be on the ground. Uh, Since my guy won, I was like... You can make the call, whatever role you want to do. I'll do whatever. But, you know, this is me being nice guy because cameras aren't on. And I ended up on the ground. He ended up suspended. The way it worked was the first half of the event is I had to reach into a tank of eels and pull out a hockey puck. I could then throw the hockey puck to my suspended uh, teammate who had to catch it in a bucket. The winner of this got an advantage in part two. Part two, the person suspended in the air would swing over to you and throw you a dead squid. The team that caught the most dead squids were declared the winner. The team that caught the most hockey pucks were given an extra squid. So one team would have three squids. The other team would have four squids. So I am on team hockey puck. So what they do is they put a helmet on me. They put goggles on me. And they put a rope on my back. And the safety guy was like, walk with me. And then as I walked, suddenly the rope got taut. He goes, see how it works? So I was like, yes, very well done. And I had a laugh with him. So, I have a limited area, and I think the idea was supposed to be, in the beginning, when you run over to the tank, you convince yourself you can make it from there, rather than running back and forth. The pre-show for this, where they're explaining how you play, they explain to you that if you remove an eel from the tank and throw it, you will be banned from Universal Studios for life. (laughs) So, don't do that. On top of that, eels are cute, legless sea doggos. And then they showed a picture of a squid looking cute. Or not a squid, I'm sorry, an eel looking cute. <laughs> I was like, okay, I won't do that. That became my biggest fear is that I would do that. They they bring me out. They they spring up my partner. They hook me up the rope. Uh, they say go. And I reach in, grab a hockey puck. I kind of feel eels, but like I'm so focused that I don't. Like care And I'm throwing it And I think I think the guy's name was Ethan If I'm remembering this correctly And I'm doing a great job Throwing these to him And he's missing them So I just start screaming at him Because I'm a bad guy wrestler I'm like you gotta catch them Ethan And I'm throwing these hockey pucks Uh, He ends up not catching as many As the other team so we are now down a squid. He then is suspended in the air and he comes at me and he starts throwing these squids at me. And I am making some spectacular catches. <laughs> like, mmm, like beautiful. I go a perfect three for three. I look over at my competitor. She has caught three of the squids, and they're on the fourth squid. The fourth squid gets thrown, and it's short. She makes a dive for it, gets caught by the rope, which, again, it's a rope, not like a bungee. There's not like there's some give to it. So when she jumps, she ends up just going completely, like, horizontal and slamming into the ground. But with her arms extended, and she catches this fourth squid to, like, me actually applauding. Like, breaking character and being like, damn! So I was unfortunately eliminated uh, because they had the extra squid and caught all of them. And they pull us aside. And they have... This is like our, our exit interview. And we're in front of the crowd. And... The host is like, well, Noah, you came up a little short. What happened? And I was like, you know, it's really hard when I'm perfect and I lose because some guy doesn't know how to catch a hockey puck. (laughs) I'm a jerk. (laughs) And then they're like, whoa, strong words. Ethan. How do you respond to that? Well, you know, he's right. If I had caught more hockey pucks, we probably would have moved on. So I feel really bad that I let the team down. Which is the worst thing he could have said. Because now I'm just a jerk. Like, there's no... (laughs) Like, it's not like I'm going to lose later. Like, I've already lost. I just made a man feel bad. (laughs) So... We're running. We, We get... Ushered backstage, I give him a hug, and I say, I love you. (laughs) And he was like, I was like, I'm just joking. He's like, I know, I know. I I was like, I really wish you had torn into me. He's like, I didn't have anything to say. I was like, okay, buddy. Uh, They then make us take a shower uh, because we have dealt with squids and dead squids and eels. So we're required to take a full shower. So I take a full shower, and I miss the rest of the show. So what happens while I'm gone is is the stunt known as Guess Who's Crawling to Dinner. This is where two teams of two, so there should actually be four people competing, uh, chug a gross milkshake. It is sour milk, insects, raw meat or meat of some sort, and seafood all blended into this, like, gross milkshake. And the two teams race to chug it. Uh, During this... uh, Version that I was part of There was only one person So it was just like Hey you drink this for our amusement Uh, And she did Uh, So she ends up chugging this milkshake And Laura later told me That they had a lot of water Next to her seat Because she actually sat with the friends and family uh, For like when she was done Because she just Ingested something very Very gross So then that goes up To the final stunt This then led to the stunt man challenge as the final stunt. And though I did not get a chance to participate, they did run through how it would work with us backstage. So basically what is going to happen is you have to climb up this building facade, grabbing flags. While you're climbing up, there's water cannons, there's air cannons, and there's like nerf cannons that shoot at you. And you have to climb these ladders and grab four flags. Once you have the flags, you climb back down, and you jump into a convertible. The convertible is then lifted 80 feet into the air. (laughs) And while you're in the car, and once it reaches its maximum height, you have to jump out along the hood. And the car is kind of, like, suspended at an angle, so it's a little bit slippery. uh, And grab more flags uh, while audience members shoot you with, like, water cannons. Uh, once you grab the flags, you also get a key to the trunk. When you open the trunk, you will then find a rocket launcher. You will then shoot the rocket launcher at a top at a target. Uh, confetti will shoot out, and you are declared the winner of Fear Factor Live. Uh, the rocket launcher is basically a super scope or a laser gun, uh, a, a laser tag gun. Uh, I was it was explained to me that it has infinite shots and nothing shoots out. So the best thing to do is the moment you're touching it is to start just hitting the trigger and pointing because it is not the most accurate thing in the world. And eventually you will make contact and shoot confetti. Uh, So that is what went down while I was showering. Uh, I received no prize, for this at all, uh, other than the opportunity to do the show. Uh, I was told that if I ever wanted to do it again, I could, unless there had been, there are people who wanted to do it who had not done it before. So, uh, I had a chance at redemption, but unfortunately, uh, Fear Factor Live closed after uh, the... COVID-19 pandemic, or during, and uh, has not reopened and will not reopen. Uh, It often closed for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, It was also the set for the Bill and Ted show. So why are we talking about it on Stay Doomed? Well, one, it is gone. I know it ran many, many shows, but it was always this show. So I thought for Stay Doomed we could discuss whether or not it should reopen, perhaps with new stunts. Uh, I talked a lot with the the crew because I was a character and I liked talking to them. And while the show often ran the way it did with us, it often did not run with full capacity. Because capacity-wise, there are room for six contestants to do the stunts, another four contestants to do the... The Guess What's Crawling to Dinner Challenge, and then and then one person to do the uh, the box with the the desert hat where they have the, the things crawling on you. Now, that means that participants-wise, there are a total of eleven. Uh, there are also a few other volunteer spots, though. There are the people who are shooting the water cannons. There are also the person who spins the wheel for the hat. Uh, but apparently, according to my research, the hat challenge is actually uh, rigged. It is always scorpions. It always goes on scorpions. I believe the snake that I saw was not real. Uh, it's just they bring out all these set pieces to be like, oh, what's it going to be? And it's always scorpions. So that's a, that's a little bit of trickery. Uh, there apparently is a variant that involved uh, doing the tarantulas, but the tarantula would be fake. It would be a rubber spider that was kind of just a prank on the person who volunteered. So yeah, you volunteered to be to have bugs or something horrible crawl on you? Well, we're also going to screw with you. That shows you. So participant-wise, that brings you up to around a lucky 13 people uh, in a, an area that could probably hold a couple hundred people, maybe 400 people in this this arena. So your chances of being picked on a full day are very low. Uh, but this was not a full day. We, we were in an off time. And the show can run well on an off time. They told me that there were times where they didn't have anyone to do stunts, so they just did eating challenges for an hour. Uh, the show was very well designed so that you can have these different... Uh, Configurations of volunteers and still run a successful show. There's not a time where it's like, uh, sorry, we didn't get any volunteers, so no show. Like, they had a lot of uh, preparation just in case. Uh, I bet you that uh, staff has run a show as a contestant more than once. But the show in itself is very entertaining. It's very, uh, it felt like Fear Factor. Uh, The the lack of prize is a bit of a bummer. I believe the winner got a t-shirt that said, I won on Fear Factor, uh, which is a thing that I really want to do because a good friend of mine, Rob, actually did this show and won. So as soon as I got on there, I immediately texted him like, hey, we're going to become a dynasty. I'm going to win Fear Factor Live. He was like, yeah, do it. Joined the crew of people who have won Fear Factor Live. And then when I lost, I was like, ah, I lost because my partner couldn't catch hockey pucks. He responded, Noah, excuses are like assholes. Everybody has one, and they all stink. And it broke my heart that I disappointed my friend Rob. Uh, as an experience of of doing it, I, I had a ball. I would love to do it again. Uh, unfortunately, due to my reality show brain, I wish I had more memories of what it was like to do it. Because I was so focused on being a jerk that I legitimately don't remember the sensation of falling. I I have the memory of the bar slipping out of my hands. Like I I I can. Perfectly remember the feeling of losing one hand and then losing the other, but then I'm just, then I'm on the ground. Like, I wish I had looked down and like watched myself fall so I could describe that more to you, but I'm all about winning. So (laughs) I don't have that information for you. Uh, Laura said she had a fantastic time watching, other than the utter fear of watching her. Beloved stay doomed co-host Having to do these horrible Dangerous things I, I never felt like I was truly in danger There was times I was scared because it was up high But I never felt like anything bad could happen to me uh, The second Stunt I felt was a little Lackluster but that's the format Of An episode of Fear Factor The first stunt is big and grandiose The second stunt is more of a Gross out Stunt Or dealing with animals, you're either eating something gross or like you're dealing with alligators or rats or bugs. So it felt right. It felt like the correct format of the show. Uh, I don't understand the eating and the having bugs crawl on you portion. Because I know that that person didn't receive anything besides a free bottle of water. So... It's interesting what people on vacation are willing to do for free and call it, like, a treat. But that's what's happening here. I would say it's a shame that it's closed. It is a shame that it's closed. I think if it were to come back, it needs to be updated. Uh, I think that people have seen the show enough at this point. I'm talking about like the live show, that the stunts should get mixed up a bit more. I think the visually they're all like rather interesting to, to watch. I think probably from a viewer perspective, uh, people hanging up in the air doesn't seem like the most visual thing to watch, but it's over very quickly. It is designed not to last long. So it is a stunt that has people falling out of the sky that lasts about two minutes at most. I'm pretty sure my, my round ended in under two minutes. I mean, I think everyone kind of underestimates or overestimates their power to do a dead hang from a bar. If you have a pull-up bar, just see how long you can just hang. It'll probably be about a minute, maybe a little bit over a minute, depending on your grip. And then remember that you didn't have a horizontal bar for this. So it's it's difficult. And it's designed to be difficult because you want the show to move along. If you had people hanging for 10 minutes, you know, because they did pull-ups, which are forbidden, uh, it doesn't make for a great show. This show is very well designed. But it is time to, if you're going to bring it back... We need better challenges. Uh, I understand not wanting to do anything underwater because it is more dangerous. You know, doing something up high does seem to make the most sense for the show, but a refresh of some sort would be needed. But overall, I don't know if people care about Fear Factor anymore. Like the Joe Rogan version of Fear Factor has been off the air for quite some time. There's an MTV version that was hosted by I believe Ludacris. I'm going to I don't have the research department here with me, so I'm going to look. All right. So the original series of Fear Factor started in 2001 and ran until 2006. It then ran in syndication and then came back in 2011 with Joe Rogan. It was then rebooted by MTV in 2017 and ended in 2018, hosted by Ludacris. So we're sitting here in in 2022. It's been four years since Fear Factor has been on the air. So the cultural memory of it is starting to fade. Uh, I know four years doesn't seem that long, but the fact that it originally came out 21 years ago you know two decades is quite a long time so it may be time to do a show similar to this but not call it Fear Factor uh, I, for some reason my immediate thought was let's do Crypt Keeper but one the Crypt Keeper is such a, difficulty, <laughs> such a difficult character to license and two the Tales from the Crypt whew that came out much earlier than Fear Factor. But some other fear-based show, uh, some sort of other like game show, stunt show, would make a lot of sense. But it's very interesting to think about how they actually closed this for Halloween Horror Nights a show based on fear is actually closed for Halloween Horror Nights. So it was not scary enough to be part of Fear Factor or to be part of Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, I did talk to the staff about the event just being like, so what's it like working here and things like that? Uh, Is it usually full? And they said no, but because it's such a unique thing, It actually had the most positive reviews on surveys in the park more than any other attraction. Basically because it is, in a way, for everybody. Like, roller coasters are not for everybody. But sitting down and watching a show, most people can do that. And if you want more than that, you have the opportunity to do that. You can be part of the show in many different Aspects. I think the fact that they separate gross from stunt is a big selling point. If I had to eat something gross, I wouldn't have done the show. So the fact that you still have that segment, but it is segmented off from the stunts, uh, I think makes this very appealing. I think Fear Factor Live was a fantastic experience from participant to helper with shooting with the water cannons to cannons. Uh, to watching it. I think it's fantastic. But unfortunately, I do feel like it has run its course. I don't think there is demand for Fear Factor right now. I mean, even though we've reached the fact that there is nostalgia for reality shows, when people think back on reality shows, they think of Survivor, they think of Richard Hatch, they think of Old Big Brother, I think of The Mole. Fear Factor is one of those ones that walks the line of reality show and game show because there are different contestants every time. There were a few times where they did keep contestants for a full series, but for the most part, Fear Factor is more of a game show. So there's not as much love and memories for it because it didn't really tell you a story across multiple episodes. It was one episode, one contestant that you cared about, and they were gone forever. It didn't really make reality show stars the way other shows did. So unfortunately, as much as a good time that I had with this show and being a part of it, I think it has run its course, and I believe it is time for Fear Factor to stay doomed. Thank you so much for listening to this very offbeat episode of Stay Doomed, spending some time with just me. Laura sends her love and wishes she could be here. You know she wanted to talk about theme parks, but unfortunately, we just couldn't get the schedules to work out. Life is hard, gang. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to be part of the, the Stay Doomed group, please check out our Patreon. At the $5 level, you can join our Discord, and we can talk about all fun things. We usually talk about amusement parks, along with our canceled television shows. We talk about wrestling. We talk about video games. We talk about food. So consider joining that at patreon.com slash plus two comedy. Also, if you want to reach out to us and just have a suggestion, or if you want to complain about the lack of Laura, you can email us at thestaydoomshow at gmail.com. And if you want to talk to me about competing on reality shows and why that turns you into a jerk, you can reach me at Plus2Comedy on Twitter. Be sure to join us next week where we will dive back into freaks and geeks. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay tuned.